This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Heather Bain. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Dr. Tiffany Edwards, also known as Dr. Tiff, an expert with human resources and social change and the president and co-founder of Edwards Consulting Group. Dr. Tiff, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Good choice in uh, color of a shirt. Uh, we're going right I, I know. Great minds mm-hmm. think alike. Yeah, it's a power <laughs> color. <laughs> we should have coordinated, Brian. I know, right? <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> we're also going to talk with uh, Brian Chambers, a sales expert and the president of B&LC Custom Print. Brian, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Good to have you Thank here. You. Thank you for having me. You bet. In studio with us today is Heather Bame, a certified business coach that works with business owners to gain clarity in business and achieve their goals. Heather, welcome back to the show. Always glad to be here. And I'm your co-host, Mark Avenger, the owner of Krukus Marketing Agency, a company that specializes in giving small businesses a competitive edge by hiring low-cost administrative and social media experts from outside the United States. Quick reminder for our listeners, you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. And, of course, if you're a business owner in the San Antonio area and like to come on the show, visit our website at satalkradio.com or call our office at 210-960-8210. That's 210-960-8210, and then we'll get you booked on the show. So before we get things rolling, one of the things that uh, has been coming up with my clients a lot is talking about social media. Speaking of, um, it's free marketing and there's air quotations for people who are not watching the video Um, but nobody seems to quite have a grasp on it they either don't do it or they like can't figure out how often to do it since you have outsourced VAs who specialize in social media how often should people be posting and what should it be that's a great question well I think one of the biggest problems that business owners have you guys can let me know if this is true or not but it's content it's coming up with Mm -hmm. content and then taking that content and putting it onto social media in a way that other people want to engage with it. Well, Ryan, would you agree key. with that? <laughs> I agree with that. Yes, totally. Yeah. And Dr. Tiff, what do you think? I definitely agree that the content, I mean, you don't know what you're supposed to post, what time you're supposed to post, when people are going to see it. And I think hashtags is the new big thing. Mm-hmm. You got to get all oh, those yeah. in there. Yeah. You know, there's a big shortcut. It's called chat GPT, which mm-hmm. really, really oh, helps. Yeah. yeah. That kind of stuff. It's like, I'll it be, really levels the playing field. I've been using that for my uh, courses now. Like I'm taking A plus CompTIA courses and ITF oh, courses. Oh, don't say that online. Oh, They're going to get you online. in trouble, right? right? Are you allowed to use them for yeah, courses? Yeah, they told us. Yeah. Oh, okay. They told us, yeah. You know, if you have a hard time uh, learning something, then, I mean, you're not really. Oh, you're using it. I thought you were having it write your papers. No. No. Where did that come from? Don't tell them. Oh, you could do that? <laughs> yeah, My I sister's a professor, and she had a that. whole CE course about, like, how to navigate chat GPT while you really? have students in college, because her most of her stuff is papers, so they can just go on and be like, write me a paper about... Oh, wow. Da, da, no, da, 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 it da. wasn't for that reason they told <laughs> us to use it for, but okay. Now he's like, <laughs> well, now I think no. college is irrelevant no. now. I mean, really, you got <laughs> chat GPT, you got the internet, true. you got YouTube. I mean, that's where I learn everything, and now that, mm. now that I've discovered chat GPT, I'm all like, pfft. My, my daughter is going to have a way head start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, I outsource labor. So, look, you can leverage ChatGPT to get at the Internet for information, YouTube right. for information and instruction, right. ChatGPT to really kind of break everything down so I can understand it and regurgitate it in a way that makes sense for sales or whatever else, and then the labor force to actually do it. It's like I got leverage all over the place. 
and it really works well. But when it comes to social media, so there is kind of a, a schedule that that works, and it's really meant to be a pace for us business owners, which is basically it's just daily posts. If you can do it twice a day, great, but it depends on whether or not you have content. But let's talk about framing it in a way that makes sense for us, easy to remember. So like Mondays, for example, Motivational Monday. Do something that has to do with motivation, right? This, this whole schedule I'm going to break down for you guys real quick really helps us kind of do a broad spectrum of stuff that's interesting for people that are following us on social media. And we want to wrap it around what we do professionally, I think, tie it in. I know, Dr. Tiff, you'd probably be excellent at this because that's <laughs> Me, kind of I'm your world's education, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm new to the whole social media thing, but I'm learning. And everything I have learned so far, you've just said. So oh. all of those. And I'm I think like, that's the thing, like, confirming. who you want your audience to be on social media matters, too, because your motivational Monday mm -hmm. to your prospective clients probably looks way different then, than yeah. ours. It depends, right? I think it depends. So in my – the way I like to evaluate that is just I base my products around, like, life events. Like, it's mm -hmm. summertime, right? People might want to uh, have T-shirts. Mm -hmm. So guess what? I'm going to just – put out t-shirts right but i think the hard part about it is is like you said the content part of it and i try to keep it simple right you know keep things simple i don't try to reinvent nothing mm -hmm. if i see a t-shirt commercial i might do a little plagiarism you know, <laughs> just kind of, <laughs> just so you like, have used chat gpt yeah, <laughs> no. well it's called r&d rip no. off and duplicate mm -hmm. but i mean you know I, I just don't think i'm not the expert of course at marketing but i'm not thinking too hard about it either yeah. like I just try to do it the simple way, and hopefully it works. And you'll know if it works because guess what? You'll get the uh, the 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 uh, what's the word I'm trying to use the uh, progress out of it, or the mm -hmm. or the calls that you want. The you ROI, the ROI. Right? The ROI. That, there you go. <laughs> there you That's go. what I'm trying to say. That's so, fancy and if you don't <laughs> get it, if you don't get no results, guess what? Change it up, there. You might need to up your game, right? Well, I think that's so. why you have to post so often on mm -hmm. the social yeah. media. You can't just do it once and then forget about it. Right. It's a, you have to keep it, it consistent. Has to be, to yeah, get consistent. Out that's of the it. word. Yes, consistent. And I think authentic too. So, mm -hmm. I mean, getting images from Google and putting them on your social media just doesn't work well. I don't you, think so. You've got to have no. it as like you know from your company. It's. I think that's why we used to do so well on social media because all of our content. I mean, it really kind of goes around podcasting and content that we're generating mm -hmm. here, and then we just multi-purpose it there. It's got to have character, too. You know what I mean? Your business got to have a personality. If Absolutely. you notice, like if I think of State Farm, I'm thinking of that song or that that that, uh, that guy that's on the commercial, Jake. you know? Like, <laughs> right? That's how I think, Jake? you know? Is that Jake from State Farm. Yeah, Jake, that's <laughs> his name, Jake right? So... I think and he also wears red. State Farm. Like you gotta have <laughs> some kind branding, of character yeah. in there, and the guy got a nice voice too, you know. But it, <laughs> I kind of think saying. of myself as a Jake. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the red polo for it right now, Mark. I mean, <laughs> you're ready. All right, so I guess the big tip here is just as you guys are posting social media, let's use some mm -hmm. character, right? Have some so. kind of a pace that you're doing throughout the week, um, and then just shake it up. But be authentic. I think at the end of the day is the big thing. Yeah. All right, excellent. So first up on the show is Tiffany Edwards, an expert with human resources and social change, and she's the president and co-founder of Edwards Consulting Group. Dr. Tiff, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Good to be here. So, so oh, yeah, go ahead. Jinx. Yeah, jinx. Uh, <laughs> real quick, um, I know we're going to go into a lot of topics, but tell me what social change means to you in your business. 
So to me, social change is it, it really relates to human resources because I think that human resources are your number one asset. And if you don't have change, there's definitely no progress. And the change that's going on in society culturally, as far as I'll use a hospital, for example, because I did study nurse retention. If you don't keep the nurses, then the culture that's around there, it may not survive. It's, it's all dependent on everybody. It's kind of like an ecosystem. We all work together. Yeah, so how do you incorporate social change into your primary business? So I incorporate it by, to be honest, working directly with you based on who you are and what you have going on as an organization versus what another marketing agency might be doing that's in a different industry because they don't market the same way you do. They don't do podcasts. Maybe they just do magazines or just work with golf courses or things like that. So, so it's more of a working directly with the customer, meeting people where they are. Okay, good. So what would social change look like for a company? Like if, if I was to hire you, you would come in, what would be the steps that you would take there as far as helping me out with my HR? And, and, and that? So one of the things that we do is workforce development. So it's really a matter of why did you call us? Did you call us because you're having problems keeping people or because you need some employee training? All of those go together. Or maybe you need staff. You need to replace or you need to strategically align your future with where you are now or where you want to be in five years. We have to honestly look at what's going on within your organization. Because if you don't have the right people at the top, the right leaders, then, well, the people below them, you're, you're kind of just wasting your time. So you guys do headhunting and actually go out there and find the right people? We do also do headhunting, yes. We find the right people for your organization. We help you make sure you have the right number of people and can keep those people by keeping them skill trained. Skill trained. What else motivates them to stay for retention-wise? Honestly, money, everybody, know, well, no, honestly, everybody's not motivated by money. I mean, obviously we all like money, right? Yeah. But um, a lot of people are motivated by they're having their basic needs met. And once you have those met, then you're more inclined to stay with an organization. Because one of the big things that I harp on is communication. If you don't have good workforce communication, then what do you really have? Because that's the foundation of everything. So we're big on employee training development and making sure that the people at the top actually know if you tell the people at the bottom what's going on, then they'll probably want to help you instead of thinking that yep. you're lying to them. Well, and it sounds so common sense, but just the culture of the American corporate world, we know yes. that mm -hmm. there are some major disconnects in communication. Mm -hmm. And you said leadership a couple times, like it matters that leadership takes this to heart. So how often are you coming across companies with a deficit there that also have leaders that are open and willing to hear what you're saying and make those changes? Yeah, I would say that's not to say a daily occurrence, but it's all the time. A lot of the times you have the person who's in charge of finding someone to do the work or help your company out. But at the same time, those very people aren't actually going to go through any training or make any changes themselves. They expect other people to be the change they want to see in the world, if you will. Mm -hmm. Not to be cliche, but you have to be the change that you want to see. And if you're not going to go through the training process or any of the development and just pass dollars off to tell other people what they need to do, then you're the problem. I think that, like with my yeah. company, so we're 23 employees right now, and we're picking up, I think, three more this week. And so one of the things I do is I once a week for sure I have – a huddle with them on Slack, right? Where people can see me that mm -hmm. everybody gets access to the owner of the company. Right. And, and so, and that's a chance to be heard. And I think we talked about connection a little bit. It's like, so feeling connected to the top of the organization 
in a positive way, mm -hmm. not in a fearful way or a, you know, whatever, but in a positive, like this is, I'm connected to Mark or I'm connected to Dr. Tiff. And, and it, so it <laughs> motivates me to do more, I think, with my, my work. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I see it. How do you, do you agree with that or what's your insight there? I, I do agree with that. I think that if you're not connected to the organization, basically, if you feel lied to, if you're not being communicated with, say, for your parents, for example, you know if your parents or your kids are lying to you. If you feel like they're lying to you, then you lose a little bit of trust. And it just goes downhill from there. And one of the basic needs that you have is to feel safe. And if you don't trust where you're at, then how will you feel safe? Exactly. There's So uh, Brooke, who you guys met, is adopted, mm -hmm. right? We uh, we adopted her from the hospital, right? Mm -hmm. We actually were there when she came out. Nice. And, and, but she's known her story. She's known who her birth mom is, all of that, her whole life. And we know of stories where they've not told, they've kept that from their adopted child. And to, to your point, there's a huge trust deficit there from the parent's perspective, but also from the child, you know, when if they ever find out what happened there, which they always do, which right? ancestry, I mean. Yeah, it's it, almost impossible to point, keep it. Can you may as well tell. But there's so, there's so much benefit there. So to your point about, you know, maintaining a good line of communication and trust, that is very foundational when it comes to family, which translates very well to business as well. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think in business, when when you see a lot of because we, we, you know, network and we see a lot of businesses that are starting or they're in their infancy and they're so small. You know, you got five, six people. You see them every single day or at least yeah. every work day. And so the communication is just like back and forth right there. Mm -hmm. What size of company do you notice that? true disconnect start to happen to where you need to start and basically having someone bridge that gap and actively learn how to communicate to be honest I don't think that there's necessarily a size as far as there is a person oh. because if you have a company where it's oh everybody in here is related and then you hire someone who's not and you don't give them access to files that they need to do their job then mm. then you already have a problem Sounds and there's, like there's a lot a of companies there. that are like that. You know, you're, you're like that when, when you get new friends. You say, you know, we'll tell them everything, but not this piece. Well, it's, I'm honestly, everybody thinks they're the smartest person in the room, but we all know when people are lying to us, right? So mm -hmm. it's kind of like take a step back. Other people know when you're lying or when you're keeping something from them. But you would, would you agree that there's a, I mean, you don't give everybody the same level of information? No, company. no. I would say a company where you get to say how you are at 20, 20 to 25, and then upwards of 50 where you have all other kind of things that you have to worry about, that's where the disconnect really starts to break down, where maybe the owner was really, really active and now they have too much money or they have too much time or they want to go a different route and do something else. So now they're not communicating the same. That's a good point. Yeah, I can see where that would happen. I know for, for me, for example, it's very much – my attention has to be in the growth of the company, less in the execution. Mm -hmm. you know, I'll bring a new client on, and I have very little contact at all with them, but my team executes on that. So there's a bit of a disconnect, but mm -hmm. that's the way it has to be. Yeah, to grow. Yeah. You have to change. It's just that the people who are, I guess, in charge, it's, if it's your company and you want it to stay a certain way, then you have to open up the lines of communication, at least have a process in place. Because there are so many processes at different companies, you don't even know where to find a document because it's saved in five different places. Yeah. Oh, talk to me about that, right? <laughs> we're, we're running close on time, but I wanted to ask you a question about, uh, so with respect to HR, what's the biggest misconception around HR? 
So the biggest thing that I've come across is people, they think that HR is just staffing. And staffing is a component of human resources, but human resources are your number one asset. It's the workforce development, the employee coaching, executive coaching, training, strategic planning, all those things that go into helping a business grow and helping employees understand, hey, we have to do benefits. There's open enrollment. We have an implementation for a new HR system. All of that is HR too, not just, hey, can you find me a doctor or a tech? It's kind of like an orchestra. There's there's a lot of pieces to it, a lot of move instruments yeah yeah I, you know i always relate things to real estate it seems kind of <laughs> like the difference between just trying to manage a property yourself and you know you figure things out as you go versus having a property manager that knows all the ins and outs they know all the laws involved mm -hmm. they know how to navigate that so they can prevent problems Somewhere. before they happen <laughs> instead of dealing with problems <laughs> after they happen yeah i think that's a good uh good analogy mm -hmm. preventative maintenance <laughs> yeah is a key all right, Dr. Tiff, uh, if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Um, so they can uh, go to our website. It is www.edwardsconsultinggroup.com. That has all of our information. And we are also on Instagram as Edwards Consulting Group and Facebook. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Tiff. I appreciate it. It was a fast 10 minutes, right? It I was, like Dr. Right? Tiff. Oh, yeah. I feel like you could have a TV show. <laughs> Dr. Tiff. Yeah, Answering I'm, your I'm HR needs. Oh, come right. on again. Right no. again. <laughs> okay, a yeah, little bit more. You okay. can move it towards you if you want okay. to. Yeah, you can. If you like right. to lean back cool. a little bit more. I do. I do. You can yeah. grab it right here and just be like wherever you want to go with it. <laughs> All right. All right. Next up on the show is Brian Chambers, a sales expert and the president of BNLC Custom Print. Brian, welcome. It's first time, but uh, I see you started with Red Bull, so you're already off and running. Yes, I am. <laughs> Thank you for having me on the show. You bet, man. Um, all right. So, how did you get started with the custom printing business? What kind of drew you into it? Well, I used to be a real estate lender, okay, and I used to work for a company, and interest rate, it was market-driven, and interest rates went high, and it was less business, okay? What year? Uh, this year, actually. <laughs> really? No, 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 no. It started declining last October year. I'm sorry, last, last year. year. So very recent. Yeah. How long have you been in the yeah. custom printing oh, business? Oh, I am. About a year now. Okay. Yeah. So brand Close new. Close to a year. Um, so... As a lender, you know, in mortgage, what I used to do is, you know, refinance purchases, uh, a lot of loans, right? And uh, I thought to myself, okay, I'm selling products already, so let me venture off and, you know, see what this is all about. And when I thought about products, I said, well, I know there's companies out there that need products, right? Imprints, embroidery, you know, you might need uniforms, uh, pins with your logo. Uh, Trucker hats. Trucker has, I, you know, and I said, you know, this this is broad. Let me open it up and, you know, see what companies need. And it's all about what they need, right? Okay, so the opportunities there. But is that is that what drew you, or is it more like this looks like fun, or this is I can make a lot of money here? I mean, what really drew you to that industry? I'm gonna say a little bit of both. I think <laughs> it could be fun, right? Yeah. Like just talking to you and say, hey man, I like this artwork, and I like to I like artwork. I just you know, my mother could draw. My nieces are graphic designers. They help me out. Some of the stuff that I see, I'll be like, oh, man, that look awesome, right? So uh, imagine putting that on a T-shirt. Imagine putting that on, you know, uh, a product that you like, right? So that's that's why I start, you know, just excelling on that. And I'm just trying to build off of it, so. Okay, so is it primarily a family business? Is that what you're yes, running Yes, uh-huh. You know, family labor costs are down? <laughs> cheap labor. Well, you gotta think about this too like uh i have a a few members 
in my family that's business owner. We don't have a lot of business owners mm-hmm. in my family. And, you know, I want something to outlive me, something I can leave behind. Legacy. I feel like it's almost, yeah, like a legacy. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like my parents, they just work, 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 but they have nothing to leave behind, you know? So I just thought of a different process um, as far as, like, just, you know, some lead to my daughter, right? And I got one on the way, so. Oh, congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. Oh, Thank big you. So, yeah, so. Now, this is a business now. So right. there's, there's going to come a point, and this is, like, Heather's specialty. Right. You're going to have to choose between job owner and business owner, right, if you're going to grow it. So right. really I have a couple questions, right, which is how do you plan on growing it? And then at what point are, do you want to turn it from a job owner into a business owner kind of a thing? So I don't know if who's best to ask that question. If, if I could simplify that question, uh-huh. if everything went right, where would your business be in five years? If everything went right, um, I would like to see a lot of people, customers, just be fat, satisfied with what they have, right? Uh, what the business would look like, that's hard to say. That's a challenging question for me mm. because I don't know what I would do in five years if the business uh, met its expectations, right? So that's something I probably just have to think of on my own. Um, but I would like to see my, my my kids get more involved as they get older with it, you know? Are you trying to build a business or a job? I'm going to say a business. Um because if I treat it like a job, I mean, my definition of a job is you just working just to make ends meet, right? Mm-hmm. I'm working you can't at, step away from it. That's the big difference is but, that you're not mm-hmm. building something for other people. You're building it for yourself where you're like, you're the boss. You make all the decisions. You do all the work. Mm-hmm. That's a job owner. But then you can't, if you get sick or if you want to take a vacation, those kind of things are inhibited. So, But building a business mm-hmm. is where you actually facilitate other people to do the work you're the leadership you make the connections you build out the the business side of it but then other people execute the work that's the big difference I, i'm i'm leading towards that way then more of the business side of it mm-hmm. yes so to delegate the work yes have you so heather's a business coach mm-hmm. we need to meet get we... coffee and have her just explain that a little bit and maybe she can put some thought processes in place for you to be like okay you can visualize what this would that's, look like in six months or 12 months right. because it's hugely beneficial because if we can drive ourselves right into a job mm-hmm. if we're not careful and then we can't get out of it. That and makes then sense. You know, are we adjust our lifestyle where we can't hire somebody to do something because we're spending all the money that we're making mm-hmm. doing it so mm-hmm. I can't move. I, that's where it's like you're brand new. Start planning now so that you yeah. can. And that makes sense because I know a business owner that's been in the, since 2005 and I think he's more of a job owner because he's out there, like, in the field, technician. I'm like, you're a CEO of a company. You got all these, you know, personnel. I'm like, wow, why are you working like this? He said, you know, well, it's just it's the so industry. it's so easy. We can all – my favorite joke to say is when I mm-hmm. meet new business owners, they tell me they got into business for freedom and flexibility. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. think that's and if you laugh at that, then you know because no, I don't think that's be true. Free I mean, is first. that true though? I mean, like <laughs> they think that though. They think that well, I I don't want a boss, <laughs> and I'm gonna have more myself. freedom, and I'm gonna make more money. But the problem is, it doesn't work that way. I don't think I wouldn't yeah. think it worked that way because there's too much competition. So your margins are smaller and smaller. So you have to actually scale what you're doing mm-hmm. in order to, especially in the in the I call it the tchotchke business, right? But it's the the sales, the promotional items business, right? Mm-hmm. It's the giveaways, it's the fun stuff, right? right? Well, there's a low margin there, so. Mm-hmm. 
you got to be careful with those margins. So you have to get yeah. creative in how you do things. That's true. But if you can't, you can scale, right? Can you sell mm. to 100 local clients or 10 local clients to make the margins you want to live the lifestyle you want? But if you want to build a business, it's a different approach. Attitude. Okay, about and it. Well, yeah. And okay. I love what you said earlier about not wanting to reinvent the wheel. What's great mm-hmm. is generally like, us and what we do and also mm-hmm. most of the people that come on our podcast it's not like the tech world where it's like mm-hmm. i have this cool sexy idea for this ethereal app and i'm gonna get a bunch <laughs> of people to give me money for the idea of the app no we work in here's a product or here's a service mm-hmm. and i get paid for that and i have to cash flow to survive because i have to pay my bills so generally in these unsexy industries that we mm-hmm. all do which you know yeah, Val. I mean, I like them. If it's fine, I think promotional items. Is pretty yeah, sexy, I think it's. it's I love promotional exactly. designs. Yeah. No, seriously, you, you're I, in I the like that. more. It's fun. Fun yeah, side. I think um, That's why, yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but generally, someone has done what we want to do, mm-hmm. and it doesn't need to be reinventing the wheel. It doesn't need to be figuring it all out for ourselves. It's just I, that's why I always ask that question. If everything went right, because nobody seems to think in those terms, we all are a little more pessimistic. Except for some of us who are dreamers, I'm very optimistic. Uh, <laughs> not Mark. Mark's like when everything goes right, and I love that. Um, I love that. But if everything goes right in five years, and having that clarity can direct your activity now and keep you from becoming that job owner. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you know that you are working toward, hey, in five years, I want to be spending. 20 hours managing this business a week instead of 100 hours running the business a week, then you can build your business in that direction and start to have milestones where it's like, hey, I need to outsource the sales piece or I need to outsource the design. You know, it's it's totally yeah. customizable, but I'm betting money. Someone has already done it the way generally you'd like to do it. So why not take their rough draft and just tweak it? To what works for you. That's why I read yeah. so many books. I'm like, what works there? Do you have a mentor in your business? Do you have somebody you're following? I on? use uh, Score a lot. What's mm-hmm. Score? You know, Score? Score is like an online uh, nonprofit organization. They uh, come out with classes almost every week. And but uh, do you have somebody who's actually done it uh, successfully uh, that you communicate with? Yeah, his name is Bob Mitchell. Okay. Uh, he used to play for uh, uh, what was it football or baseball for Texas A&M? Okay, huh. and uh, some. Sometimes mm-hmm. I, I talk to them about like government contracts and uh, you know how to you know strategize as far as sales and things like that. Go he for the whales. Yeah. Bob Mitchell, mm-hmm. from what he told me, he made millions and millions of dollars as a, a, a business strategist uh, for companies already. So uh, yeah, if you don't know about Score, they they're pretty much a great group to start off with. Uh, they will assign you a mentor. Oh, that's great. If you don't have one, but uh, yeah, they they they're pretty cool. I think it's and really he has important. his own business too. And it's like a business leadership school. Uh, it's online. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know the cost of it or whatever, but uh, you go through these modules and. You know. So where are you marketing? How are you networking? How are you getting out in front of uh, other business owners right now? That's a good question. Uh, Chambers of Commerce. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's where we met. <laughs> that's what we do, right? Mm-hmm. Ribbon cuttings. I I call beforehand, like uh, <laughs> you know, with. Uh, once I see something pop up, I say, hey, uh, do your ribbon cutting, you know, just make a conversation with them, like build rapport and see what they need and say, hey, do you need like a banner maybe for your uh, ribbon cutting or or I don't know. They could need a whole bunch of other things and we just have that conversation. But it's really based around that conversation we have, like me and you have. Smart. Right? Nice. Very smart. So is yeah. there a difference in speed 
in like if someone orders promotional products from you versus going online, are you able to get them quicker turnaround times, better quality? It depends on the product and the supplier. Because I have mm-hmm. over, I have access to over twenty four hundred suppliers, right? Mm-hmm. And that is a lot, right? Yeah. So I do need a strategy on what suppliers I really like, but I do look at a list of uh, top suppliers that's in the country, the top fifty, and uh, normally I, I I deal with you know those suppliers for now, you know, because they've got to be doing something right, right? If they mm-hmm. uh, top forty. In sales or whatever the situation is. So. Do you guys have like a secret sauce or why, why choose you over somebody else? Is it just because you're there or is there something that like, hey, this is what makes us special? I think choosing like my company is more um, like one-on-one, okay? You can't. Really well, you can call somebody at Amazon, right? But <laughs> no, I don't think yeah, you can. I don't think you can. <laughs> or, well, okay, you can't call nobody at Amazon. Well, I wouldn't even so, think of that. With me, I'm gonna I'm do like a little checkpoint checklist to say, "Hey, you need this. How do you want this? How you want this artwork?" I'm more uh, what's customer the word? Services, really yeah, more yeah, customer service one on one. The person right? that can help you now. Yeah, that so process. I cater to you. I cater more to you than you know, and that's kind of old school, right? Because yeah. nobody likes to talk to nobody nowadays, right? Yeah. Everything is I push a button. Oh, I press zero a thousand uh, times. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I want to go back to basics. I call it. You know, I am mm. you know veteran too. I think. Um, also, if I didn't have passive income, I might have a different attitude about what I'm doing now, right? What What would be different? More hustle? Yeah. Because I would have to have need to this for, like, paying mortgage, paying, you know, uh, bills that we have, right? But that's how you succeed, you. though. Yeah, not having to worry about money, and you can build the business that you want, and the money yeah. will follow. I remember I was in real estate, I so I got a couple of properties with, you know, passive income, right? I'm mm-hmm. not rich by no means, but... At the same time, I'm relaxed, so I don't have I don't feel the stresses of like a lot of people that start yeah. businesses because you're going to take a loss most of the time when you do start businesses, mm-hmm, right? That's true. Yep. You're going to take a lot of loss, so you just got to be able to deal with that. And then a lot of people take out a lot of loans. I don't like loans, Mm-mm. you know. So I Paying try to somebody else to go out and work. Man, yeah. it's <sighs> and I do want to, and and that's a good question when I think about. It. I do want to like help people, like. In the long run, five mm-hmm. years, you know, if somebody can uh, work their butt off and make a million dollars, I want to give them a good portion of that million dollars, you know. Uh, I, you know, just not for myself, but for them too. You want everybody to win. I do. Uh, you know, I'm just that person. I, I, and it's, and I know that's hard to, you know, like a lot of people to think that, but for real, like, you know. Um, I think a lot of entrepreneurs think that way. I mean, we, I yeah. we're in business to help each other. Yeah. We want to win, but we want, we're not, be, we don't have to make other people lose so we can win. Exactly. Right. I don't want right. that. I don't want to do that at all. I need to, no. that should be a quote. If I could change yeah. somebody's life, like, you know, like from, uh, especially where I'm from, you know, I'm from Chicago, the poor part of the city, right? And if I could change somebody's life, because I've seen a lot of lifestyle where a lot of like, poverty is, mm-hmm. and I, I could see them like convert and grow. I, I mean, I'm that's an achievement for me. Sure, yeah. you know, uh, I've been to Iraq, Afghanistan. I've seen culture, how the people live and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, you only could do what you can do to help, right? A lot of humanitarian assignments I've been assigned to, and uh, when somebody from like succeed or be happy about 
something that I helped them with, I'm happy. It makes me feel good. So that's, that's the drive, well, man. Like at a certain point, money stops being It's not really important. Yeah. It, 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 people look for a motivator. higher purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah higher purpose. It's assets, goals, what you're trying to accomplish. And if, you, if, I, if I could help you do that, yeah. I figure I'm, that happens around $20,000 a month. And, <laughs> 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 then we can start thinking about, okay, yeah. cool. Then now you can, can really at a high level start thinking about it. All right, Brian. Well, that's a great chat. If folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Oh, you can go to my uh, website or, you know, call me. Uh, my website is blccustomprint.com or just give me a call at 866-243-3569 and I'll be there. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. All right, as a wrap up the show, quick reminder, you can check out our latest podcast or catch video versions of the show by anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com or find us on social media. That's going to be it for this one. Thanks, everybody. Y'all did a great job. Thank you. And we'll see you on the next one. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me.